Hello. We're back Hello. with Kevin Arnold. How are you doing, Kev? Thanks for joining. I'm doing me. well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm I'm feeling refreshed. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, you just came off your vacation. So. Yeah. Two two weeks of vacation, then one week um, where you have to legally have to be sick after your holiday. Um, <laughs> but all all good. It was just adding to the rest, you know. Yeah. It was Great. one of the. I'm glad glad you're refreshed. Thank you very much, mate. It was one of those like those kind of the nice version of being sick, where you kind of like you don't feel terrible, you just feel tired, so you have to like sleep a lot. Mm. It's not bad actually, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like that all the time though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, do you want to do a little introduction before we get started, mate? So people sure. know who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. For those who who don't know me, exactly. uh, my name's Kevin Arnold. I uh, live in the Dallas, Texas area. Uh, I do Power BI data consulting for a living. Uh, have a company uh, in the states called uh, Expert Analytics, uh, and we have a, a a bunch of clients that we deal with on a day to day basis. And you know, always looking for more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> recently. Uh, in May, became a, an MVP. Uh, Microsoft. Oh, really? Cool. Congratulations, um, man. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, this is my first year with the MVP experience. Uh, it, it has been you know, very interesting, very great. So mm. I appreciate uh, that Microsoft has given that to me. Uh, and hopefully that'll that'll continue to last. But, yeah, that that's a little bit about me. That's a, a very nice su summary of who you are and <laughs> how you exist in this Power BI world. And um, yeah, congratulations on becoming an MVP. Yeah, and I see Kurt just put congrats in there too. And Kurt, he did as uh, well. I so think much he's, above you. Yeah, I think he's kind of recent as well, and he probably he does a great actually. job in that. Yeah. Yeah, Kurt's. I basically spend half my life on Kurt's blog, to be honest. So. Oh, me too. He's got amazing content. Yeah, yeah, it's all this like so many great checklist articles as well. Oh, the mm -hmm. one performs like, yeah, I'm gonna save that for, for, for next next month. <laughs> Starting a new job, so yeah, I'll leave that. Makes me look more professional, you know. It, yes. <laughs> um, how was your first MVP summit then? The summit was unbelievable. It was just, I mean, I could use the word amazing. Um, it it definitely was amazing. It was busy. Mm. Um, yeah, I went out there on a Sunday. Um, started meeting up with other people I've never met before uh, at the hotel. And then we had sessions um, every day of the week. Um, so the, the main part was the middle of the week. Uh, so it was a very, very busy week. Okay. Um, I'm super excited for what Microsoft has coming. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously, we can't really talk a whole lot about that. All I can say is go to build and watch the sessions at Build, right? You know all the players in the Power BI space. Look for their sessions at Build to hear what's coming up. Um, and I'm super excited about it. Excellent. Well, if you're excited, I'm excited. You've got the inside knowledge, mate. So I'm going <laughs> to... I've got even higher expectations now, you know? It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be nice. So yeah, go go see Build. And then you know, we'll all talk about it more right after that. So. Sounds good. Actually, think that because I was... Having been away for a couple of weeks, and you know how it goes with like the not just Power BI, but kind of data tech space. You kind of you're away for a few weeks, and you miss like one thousand five hundred things. You know, um, I feel like quite out of it at the moment. You know, like yeah, just going through the list of like stuff that's been released in the past couple of weeks. Um, seems to be like some cool stuff. Like there was also this. I I, I don't think they they, they gave it a. a a catchy name like the the web building experience. The, mm -hmm. I'm not. Yeah. I think it's just there. I think they just called it edit the data model or data set on the web. Yeah, catchy. Um, catchy. Yeah, and it's a. I think it's an opt in. I they re, they sent that blog out while we were at Summit. Okay. Um. So I remember seeing it. Uh, I haven't had a chance since I came back. I've been mm. trying to catch up with client work. Mm, of course. You know, obviously I did a little bit while I was there, but. Um, Hmm. Somebody somebody told me they were very surprised because I decided this time not even to bring a laptop when I went there. Really? So I took I did all my notes, I did all my stuff on the phone off my my iPhone. Um and I had a couple things that I had to communicate with with clients either on Teams or emails and and that was all fine. I had one thing I had to get on the to a Power BI site and I did it off of a browser on my iPhone and and for the most part it worked. 
Um, so that was about, I had one little problem because I needed to get something from the about pane mm. and I get that to come up. But it was a, it was an interesting experiment to say, let's not bring my laptop, um, you know, it's, let's it's, do this without it. Cause that way I could disconnect from all my other work. Right. And really. That's, that makes sense. I would still consider it a problem. I just feel, I would feel so disconnected from everything. However, I did have a realization the other day that I actually, for the first time in probably many years, I don't actually own my own personal laptop hmm. because the, the laptop that I use is my company laptop. Right. My personal is a desktop now because I was just kind of like, well, I'm always at home anyway. But then mm -hmm. I suddenly realized, what if I ever do like a on-site like presentation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's that that's going to be a difficult thing i'm just going to bring my desktop no worries guys we'll sit down here. It'll, it'll be fine um but yeah yeah so, i don't know you could maybe find a smaller laptop to bring or whatever um both of the, the the newer one i have and the older one hmm. are that still works are very heavy and so i didn't really want to travel with them but maybe one of these days i'll buy some lighter weight one that, that's better for presentations yeah, I have like an old Dell one where the kind of like one of the hinges snapped to the screens just like hanging off a little mm -hmm. bit. So that's also a very professional look from my side just to show with this. Like this is like something <laughs> from like 2005. I use it for Netflix and like that's it, you know. So are, are you like me? Like, you know, even if they only semi work, you just never get rid of them. They, I, I got a stack in my closet of old laptops. It's oh, ridiculous. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still kind of in mourning for the laptop that I had. Um, I bought it like a year before pandemic. And mm -hmm. it was this like a compact little thing, but really, I forget exactly what it was called. I loved it; worked really well. Um, I've mentioned this story before on one of these streams, but my my daughter actually snapped the screen in half mm. um, during like a pandemic rage, um, which I could kind of understand because she was frustrated by not being able to see her friends. But like opening up my laptop and seeing the screen just like shattered because she just gone. Like, <laughs> I was like. And it was the moment she said it was she and she didn't understand the concept of, of price and gadget. She was just kind right. of like, well, why are you so upset that it's just a small one? I was like, because <laughs> size and yeah, price size. works that way, right? Yeah, size and <laughs> size and price are opposite. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's for oh, sure. Um, That's for sure. Sorry, I'm um, yeah. going back to this thing about the um the web authoring experiences mm -hmm. is, is saying it's um opt-in except for my workspace where it's on by default and i haven't actually used it actually i have on next week an extra edition of these live streams and um i hope i get the name correct emily lisa is going to come on she's going to mm -hmm. kind of um, talk through some of the stuff it's going to be quite cool which mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to um but i haven't actually used it yet i've kind of had a look at it and had a click around and then i um had a look at the limitations because i was trying to work out why it wasn't working on the the data set that i was hoping it would work on Mm. Um, but it was a live connection, so that's not that's not on the cards right now. Um, so, but yes, it's it's a cool thing, and, and hopefully, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe this weekend I'll get some time to to kind of take a look at it. I'm glad Kurt told us. I didn't realize it was on in the my workspace by default. So, um, yeah, yeah, kind of surprised some of my clients haven't reached out to me on questions for it yet. So, um, we'll you, you have to probably have to click in one precise place to find it. If if you're not curious and you don't see the extra thing, it's just like. You're not going to see you know yeah no. well and i discourage a lot of my clients from using their my workspace unless they have a very specific reason yeah uh because we've had many times where you know especially when the pandemic hit hmm. people that you know they had to reduce staff unfortunately hmm. and then people were sharing out of my workspace and we couldn't get it to content you know hmm. that's recently changed um, but what I learned on, on that is mm -hmm. you can, as, as the tenant admin, grant yourself access to the workspace for a, a short period of time, mm. but to, then to get anything from there, that ID still has to have a pro license. And like at the, the client that I'm thinking of, that's interesting. I have two different IDs. I have, have my regular ID and then my administrator ID, mm. which is a good way to separate things, right. To make mm -hmm. sure. Yeah you don't go in by accident under your own personal one. You actually have to yeah. think about signing in on a different one. Yeah. So we don't give a license to that ID because it's normally tenant settings, you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. But then I had to go into that 
person's workspace that left the company and I was trying to get some stuff and it's like, no, you need a license now. Yeah. So, um, I still need to give some feedback on that. I've talked to a couple other people, you okay. know, we're not extremely happy about that, but mm. I get why they do it. It's just, I don't know if there's going to be a way around it or not. I, so if I, anybody from Microsoft is listening, it's the first time I've said it in public. You now got feedback. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, 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 about two months ago, I lived the exact same experience. I have my, my admin in a completely different um, session of like Edge with all the different mm -hmm. colors and stuff. So I know it's yes. that one, but yep. we had a, uh, someone who lead, left the company had stuff in uh, my workspace and it was... It was just about recoverable, but it was quite a, an effort to go through mm -hmm. and get. And it was that moment of panic where you realize what, what that person did, yeah. and, uh, which is a shame because the work that they did was great. It was just unfortunately in my workspace, you know. And yeah, uh, yeah it's just yeah. I, I my for me, what my, my workspace is really where I just kind of play around with stuff like at the not even like the like a a beta. It's just like kind of messing around stuff that I know no one else will ever need. But right. as soon as I'm starting to build something that has any level of importance, it's going to go in some kind of sandboxy type mm -hmm. group, group experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, you you meant you failed to mention something about your personal profile before, by the which I found I personally <laughs> found very interesting because I saw this on your data guard profile, and this is that you're an award-winning barbecue champion having competed in hundreds of competitions over the last decade. Is that true or is that a made up fact? Because I, 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 I love that. That is not me. I'm is sure that on the- Kevin Arnold, yeah. Is that on the Data God yeah. profile? Yeah. Huh. Is it not you? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know where he got that from. So oh, okay, fair enough. Having, having a name like Kevin Arnold is a very interesting way to have to be disguised. Um, cause I don't know if you're aware, there's a, a show, it was a U.S. based show called, um, the wonder years and yes. the main character's name was Kevin Arnold. So when know. you do searches for Kevin mm -hmm. Arnold, normally that's what comes up first. That's And then it's, so it's, I've, you know, <laughs> what I, what I really enjoyed about that fact, I was reading it and your expression on your face. I suddenly realized this is not the correct, <laughs> this is not the correct <laughs> So I enjoy doing barbecue, right? right. I have um, a grill in my backyard to do yeah. it. Um, but it's what a lot of the professionals would call the lazy way of doing it. it it's, it's a Traeger grill, which is called a pellet grill. Um, so it allows me to, to smoke the brisket or ribs or whatever that I'm doing overnight yeah. and still sleep. Cool. So most most grills um, where you're going to have a smoker, you have an offset where the fire pit is mm. and the meat, you know, not directly over the fire. So the smoke is and heat's being drawn through, mm -hmm. but you got to stay up all night and tend to that fire. And I used to, to do some of that. And then I just realized I liked my sleep a whole lot better. So <laughs> I've got to say, even though this fact isn't correct, therefore it's not actually a fact. You're not an award-winning barbecue champion. No. Based on what you've but just said, Compared to me, you definitely are. Because <laughs> I, I understood like 5% of the words that you just said to me. Like for me, if it's not a grill where you just kind of like throw some coal on it and then cook stuff, I don't understand it. So <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah, I definitely like the idea of, of smoking meat, right? And I enjoy doing it. I, I, I just did, um, I got into something, I don't know, I think I did a um, what's called a, a pork butt. It's the, the shoulder part of the, of the pig. Mm -hmm. And you make pulled pork out of it. And then like a week later, we were having some people over and I did a whole brisket. Um, so I tend to get into the spurts on, on doing it. And then I get too busy and kind of back off from it for a while. Um, yeah. But there, it's a lot of fun. It, it's something that, you know, is easy to start with. It's kind of like Dax, right? <laughs> Smoky meat is simple, but it's not easy. There's a lot of different <laughs> techniques that you could use and a lot of things that like, you know, what kind of wood you have and this, and that. it could all change everything about it. So, um, yeah, this, this, I think this, I might this, have to use that somewhere else now. Yeah, this is, this is like, it, it's, a, it, it might've been wrong, but it started a decent conversation anyway, because I I'm learning, I'm learning so much and uh, different words and stuff is never something that I would, I ever would have considered. And um, like I say, if I, if I, 
cook meat and it's not burned and, it, and you're happy it can be chewed with human teeth <laughs> i think these are really good things to aim for once i start talking about uh, different sorts of things that i can actually use to burn uh that's um but there you go it's just starting to get to summer so it's giving me something to think about there you go I yeah well or if you ever come to, to, to the dallas texas area I'll I'll cook for you and then we'll actually go get good barbecue after that. So <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Dallas, Texas would be point being one of the coolest places to visit in the US because it's one of those places that you hear all the time. Like, you know, Dallas, Texas must be referenced so many times in like, you know, TV shows and films oh, yeah. and what yeah. have you. So yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it used to be that complete show called Dallas. Yeah. Right? Right. J. R. Ewing um yeah yeah so I'll, it's real i you know this shows my age right i want to oh, okay. say this is like an 80s type of show um, i'm all about the 80s as well maybe it's just like a, a different thing i mean I, I was born in 82 so i i I'll never consider myself like an 80s kid more like a 90s kid because that's when i was more like aware of what was going on mm -hmm. but dallas we i mean you know who shot jr that's dallas right right that's dallas and it could have been 90s i don't know i mean i <laughs> lose track of it's so 80s, long ago and... it's all like pretty much the same thing right it it is so long ago so yeah. it's um yeah <laughs> you have, you have we won't moments. we won't even get into that one i guess no. you know, so you had those moments when you realize how long it actually was in years and it's just kind of like oh right i actually am i'm, I'm getting well, up, up there in years yeah it, well it goes back to the first question donald put out there right tell detroit stories it was the mid 80s that i was living in detroit so <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And um, I don't know how much people know about Detroit, but I lived around um, for a year or so, mm -hmm. different parts of it. Uh, if you know Eminem, who's the rapper, sings about Detroit, he sings yeah. eight, 8 Mile. Right, yeah, yeah. Right? So I lived a half mile south of 8 Mile for a while and then a half mile north of 8 Mile. Okay. And it's everything that he talks about. There was a lot of interesting characters that went up and down eight mile okay uh and i think it's even more since i've lived there the last time i went back i went down to try to find the house that i, I rented a room from a guy um and right when i was getting ready to move out there was a double murder down the street so i was like yeah this is a good time to to move out so that would be um, a good way to inspire someone to choose a new neighborhood probably yeah 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 so so that's as far as we'll go with because some of the other stories are uh even worse than that so fair enough so eight mile i suppose is like therefore a road or a street in, in yeah okay. yeah the way the way detroit is laid out um i want to say it's their east west going roads mm -hmm. they start from the center and then they go a mile out mm -hmm. right and that's one mile and just keep adding it up okay. so you always know how far you are from basically downtown by the mile street that you're on that's actually and quite a good crossroads idea. They have another set of crossroads that come down that almost make it into, I mean, Detroit, the Motor City, it makes it almost into a spoke, like a wheel spoke mm. coming down into the city when you look at the map. So that was, I suppose that was intentional, intentional city planning to kind you of- You know, that's a good question. I don't know if they started that before GM took over there, mm. you know, or or not, so. You could put a car on each spoke and have like a race to see who gets to the center first. That could be good yeah. fun. Yeah. I suppose that's not an original idea, but um, that could be that'd be quite cool. Yeah, Donald might be able to comment on that. He yeah. he still lives up in you know not in Detroit, but he he he's what does he say here? He left Detroit in the late eighties. Eighties, fair enough. So yeah, that, that's a while ago. I was I was driving back from when we were in Holland, Austria, and we decided so where we were staying is like a nine, roughly a nine-hour drive from Berlin. Mm -hmm. because we're with like the kids and the, and the two dogs and stuff on the way down we took we stopped halfway had a night over but on the way back we decided screw it let's just drive it in one on one go um so we did that and this is going somewhere the story for once <laughs> we took we had to take a where's, short where's where's jeff to, to yeah, throw yeah off the like, story <laughs> stop it, ben, shut what's it got to do with power bi uh, actually, not, nothing to do with power bi by the way um there was a huge traffic jam at one point and Google directed us to go through it a different way. And I'm driving and I'm like, at one point I'm like, am I driving on a racetrack? And I was, mm. there was, there was a, there was a small town in Germany. I forget the name of it that basically 
the road system is used also the shut off and they use it as a like a as a race course like a grand prix or something I yeah guess. kind of something yeah. i think it's like a, something smaller of course but like mm -hmm. that sort of thing and i'm driving and there's those kind of like red and white striped things down the road and there's like grandstands and and i'm like this is cool but that also, had to be interesting it was but it was <laughs> a little bit dangerous because i was so tempted just to put my foot down and just to see if I could like take a corner in some kind of cool way. <laughs> Had it not be the fact that my car basically can't move at any good speed whatsoever. And it was full of my family and bags. Yeah. Um, but it was quite yeah. a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you had your baggage weight distribution off, you could have been in trouble there. <laughs> Honestly, man, driving up the Alps with this car, I felt so sorry for literally every single car behind me. It was just like dropping down to second gear to try and get more than like 30 kilometers an hour, like going up these like massive mountains. I'm like, no, it's oh, not. Wow. It was. And at one point I was driving just like with for five minutes, feeling like I was having a panic attack because it was like this really small road. And on the other side, there was like a sheer cliff drop. Oh, I was geez. like, I was like, no, I'm not having that. And that was... <laughs> No fun. Yeah, a lot of yeah. concentration at that point. That's not the relaxing part of your vacation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I found another way to drive down that mine, by the way. We, we walked up to the top and I was like, okay, there's a road that goes that way. Let's try that way instead. It was much nicer. <laughs> much nicer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Anyway, mate, um, I suppose we're trying to do a little bit of Power BI chat just to, just to say we've hit the subject, right? Well, we already did. I talked about DAX being simple but not that's easy true. that's or true easy, it? not simple whichever you know equating it to barbecue i mean that's a good how point, much more actually. power bi can we get i know right <laughs> i mean we, sp we spoke about a few let, let, let's just go back to our holidays and driving in that case <laughs> all good um, no, I, lead, lead us into power bi oh, I, I i forced it now i'm going to try and find a, a good opening question again tell you what we'll, we'll, so, we'll go we'll go with maybe with the jeff classic you know, we can we can do like a what feature in Power BI do you think is missing, or what is which one feature? If you mm. could pick anything in the world, what would you have? And just a Jeff classic, I think we'll call that one. Boy, that, that's a good question. Just put you on the spot, think, you know. Yeah, I know, but I also got to make sure I filter it to what I already know coming. <laughs> um, Fair enough. So. Um, I, let me let me kind of switch the question a little bit. Of Go for it. The I, I'm, I am super excited about the on object editing. Okay. I think that has a lot answer. place to go, mm -hmm. but it, everything that I keep seeing on it, it's everybody's like, you moved my cheese, right? So I think getting the clicks down, getting you know the muscle memory back down, and um, mm. to to go with it and everything. Mm. I, I am kind of excited about that. Mm. But the reason I'm excited about it is because a lot of the things that you've seen out in the public of um, make sure I get his name right, Miguel. Mm. Um, and some of the people that I know watch your live stream are involved in his committee exactly. to help get, you know, the visualizations a whole lot better and everything. Um, I, I think this shows a really good shift on something that that Microsoft is trying. So, you know, you have the inputs from ideas.powerbi.com, right? Mm -hmm. The MVPs obviously have input into it. This one looked a little bit different to where they took a combination of people that were MVPs and non MVPs mm. that they've just seen from interaction, you know, on the socials or whatever, to kind of say, hey, how can we better the product, right? Mm. So I, I think that that's a good thing, but also just what they have been sharing on the vision. Um, and I think that the on object interaction is kind of a first start with some of that because you're seeing some of the things that he's talked about come out, you know, like the idea of the visual being a container, getting able to edit the, the title right there and then getting the subtitle onto it, things like that. Um, so that's why I'm excited about that feature and the visuals is definitely something they, they need to continue yeah. You know, yeah. to improve upon. Um, I, I, I'm not a big fan of custom visuals and like a lot of places, my advice is, you know, try to use the, the basic visuals, do a lot of the techniques that you see a lot of the people use, go to a custom visual if you have to, but make sure you go to a certified custom visual. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, 
hopefully maybe this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but if Microsoft gets its visuals to be so good that you could eliminate the custom or greatly reduce the custom visual market, mm. I think that would be a good thing for everybody. It's a bad thing, obviously, for the people that make their living on custom mm. visuals. Yeah. But I think for the community, that would be a good thing. Yeah. Um, first, that was an awesome answer, by the way, because it's just so many things to speak about. <laughs> Certainly regarding on-object formatting. I have opinions about on-object formatting for sure. Um, I think uh, Andy mentioned, so I'll bring that up first because no one's yet listened to me talk, so I'll Andy's um, point first. On-object editing has been a challenge for my muscle memory, yeah, sure. Um, can see it being an easier on ramp to power bi from excel that's a fair point it is it kind of brings mm -hmm. it perhaps more in line with this um the user interface or whatever um i i i switched on on object formatting and i used it for a while and then i even sent a, a link regarding the article and the functionality to some of my colleagues mm -hmm. and said maybe you want to check this out it's going to save you some clicks or whatever and then i was doing a screen share like two days ago and one of my colleagues was like ben on object formatting I see you don't have it switched on anymore. Explain. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, you, you called me one for sure. And the reason I switched it off, and I think I could be wrong, Kurt, if, if you didn't say this, I apologize. I think Kurt had also said that um, he wouldn't probably switch it on because it still has some way to go before it needs to be uh, fully mm -hmm. developed. So that's not true. Sorry, Kurt. Um, but that certainly like matches my experience. And the main reason I switched actually off on object form, and there are many things that I love about it. However, at my current place of work, we have many. So we connect into the single source of truth, like a, our, our cube, mm -hmm. you know, and we have many metrics with quite long names, which start with the same few words. Mm, and it's hard to find them. That's it's been feedback. It's yeah. impossible because it doesn't, yeah. it's like this wide, mm -hmm. right? So, for example, if you have something, I'll just pick something random, like net sales, very common. Yeah. If it's, if you have five metrics, all, all start with net sales, I don't know which is which. Until isn't there, isn't there a way now that once that data part comes up and you're trying to search for it, I think you can pin, repin the tab. Right, so you see, you keep that data tab mm. over in your what it would be right hand side. But the window wasn't <clears> actually wasn't. I'm not sure about now. Certainly wasn't wide enough to actually read the entire name of the metric. Right, in the little window, like when you're doing, when yeah. you're right there on the visual. But I think right. they've also added to where you can get it to come out to the the bigger pane that used to be there. Okay, okay, I, that's something and, I suppose. Yeah. I, I could have sworn I even saw that, you know, hmm. so hopefully may, I could be confused, right? Yeah. But they're they're definitely making improvements all the time. This is the thing. Um, I still want to say it's, it's, it's preview currently, right? Still mm -hmm. preview, sure. Yeah. Um, so obviously it's going to get a lot better. Um, but for That's now, good. I just thought the things <clears throat> that was kind of restricting me with, as a, was a little bit frustrating. So I didn't want to switch it off because I wanted to leave it switched on because it's just, it's going to be there in the future. So I thought, right. get yourself used to it. And um, and really, I, because I still don't like the new, but not new format pane, I was like, to switch it back to the new format pane for me says something because I don't like experience anyway. But there were lots to like, the thing I loved about it to be fair, is that when you click, when you want to edit a part of visual, you click on what you want to edit and it takes you exactly where you need to be in the mm -hmm. format pane. I love that. That yeah. was, for me, was just such a time saver. Um, so I think it's really, really close, but for, for me, just switched off again for now. And um, also, Kurt is saying, yes, Kevin is correct, you can do that. So that's good to know. Maybe I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give it another look. Interesting. Um, a bad naming system. Yeah, so if the preview feature concept is is always interesting, right? Because yeah. you know, it. I I think they they do a pretty good job about yeah. getting preview features out there, but letting you know, hey, it may not be fully baked. Yeah, right. It's mm. 
that if it stays out there for preview for too long and they don't fully bake it mm. or they make it GA and they didn't really mm. make improvements, I think they've gotten a whole lot better mm. with that. Yeah, I do like the concept of, hey, we're going to let you see some things early yeah, and help give us feedback on what, you know, is this really ready for us to call it GA? Yeah. I typically advise my clients to avoid making anything that is preview into production. Now, I'm not saying that some things haven't slipped by. Mm. Um, composite models lived in preview for a very long time. True, actually. And there was, uh, and I think they just released that the last week or two, um, that it's GA, right? The, the true name of direct query to Power BI data sets and analysis services. Okay. What? <laughs> that's the that's the complete name. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So <laughs> the reason I know it is I've done a bunch of presentations over this year on it. So okay, but it's short. Most people just call it composite models. That's pretty fair. Uh, yeah, which is, <laughs> um, but I have used that with a production type solution because mm. I knew how far baked it was, mm. and um, I think yeah. it was even on on the socials where they talked about, there was just a couple of things that they were trying to work out, which was, mm -hmm. I think some of those build permissions that were needed and stuff like that Yeah, before they made it actually GA. Mm. So at that point I decided, Hey, yeah, we, we have a good, you know, we need this and it's a good solution. We've mm. tested and tested because that's the key to right? test, make sure it's going to work yeah. um, and then put it out there. But yeah, definitely on preview, be careful, be careful and make, um, some of my clients like I use this word, some don't. I'm constant on let's make intentional decisions. Okay. Right. Rather than just a decision that comes up because it had to. Mm. So a lot of times I'll see people just start doing something and go, well, I did that. And so, yeah, I just made it live. Mm. I go, really? Well, should we intentionally kind of look at this and say mm. we intentionally want to use this and understand the risk? And, yeah. Um, no, I think nice. it's a good philosophy, but. No, absolutely. And also going back to what you said before, I do also fully agree, by the way, that it's great that there is this concept of a preview feature that you can opt mm -hmm. into. Um, kind of win-win, right? Because there are some stuff there right. that you otherwise wouldn't have. Um, it gives Microsoft a chance to get some feedback through the the, the usual channels. Mm -hmm. um, everyone has their, their preferred channels for sure. Um, I think the... the one of the things that they released and that wasn't released as preview now this one wasn't released as preview for sure and had something in that i really didn't like i think it was the the page navigator wasn't released mm -hmm. as pre it was released direct as with um, it wasn't preview and that had a couple of things in that kind of i mean an, ex an exaggeration but of course yeah. but broke my heart because <laughs> they didn't work and I, because it wasn't in preview, I was like, oh, God, this is not going to get fixed for a long time. Mm. Um, they did eventually get fixed. But I think that's also maybe just like when it's for certain things, when it's kind of like a, a really a very new functionality, it's better to have it that way because you can. It also takes a bit of pressure off Microsoft as well, by the way, right. because they can say it's preview. Come on, preview. Yeah. Give, give I wonder if on that one, it because it's almost it's almost a different visual, right? <clears throat> so you could opt to use the visual or not use the visual. So you don't yeah. really have to have a preview switch for it, but I that's don't know. Point. I mean, that's an interesting mm -hmm. thought now of what is their philosophy on what goes through the preview part and what just goes out because it can be used. You that's know? a good question. Man. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that we know the answer, <laughs> but you know, Hey, you know, Come to the live stream, more questions than answers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> On the subject of more questions, Kurt asked one before, and it's a good question because it's something that I kind of have kind of lived through myself. Mm -hmm. uh, so today I was discussing, so I could, today I was discussing with someone who wanted to get into Power BI but had absolutely no data background whatsoever. Where should a profile like that start with learning Power BI, in your opinion? I love this question. It, it is a great question. And there's there's a lot of different opinions on mm. this. Um, and I'm, I'm going to start out with, with a hard opinion, which is not the way that I did it. Okay. <clears throat> um, but if you're starting out kind of brand new, um, and I'm not 100% sure I could justify this, but I would start on the visualization side. 
and really start trying to get to understand that and then work your way back to the data side. Um, especially if you got a small amount of data, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you could just easily ingest a spreadsheet and even do the poor practice of one big table, right. And everything else. And you could get some visualizations out. You could get some questions answered and you could get yourself into this mindset of, I could produce visualizations, um, or I could produce some type of storytelling that's going to generate more questions and more answers. Mm. You know, I think that would be the right place for somebody to start. The visualization side for me has always been struggling. I'm more Mm. not as much of the artist and everything. Um, But even if I could do the basics and like, like a lot of people can, so I would start there and then start working backwards into what are the good disciplines that you really need to reshape the data. Um, I am still a a big fan of trying to get people to get to the star schema, even if your data is kind of small because it starts building that muscle memory. It starts, you see in the world a little bit differently. Mm. Um, But I find that people that have no data background, I guess I could kind of see it from both sides. People that have no data background and just work with Excel are kind of like, well, why can't I just use this one table and I'll Mm. do everything from there? The people that have deep data backgrounds from like an online transaction processing system that is normally third normal form, they also struggle with why should I transform data into star schemas? Mm. Um, but, um, But I think once you start learning that, it opens up the potential to do a whole lot more easier. Yeah. Right. Because once you have your data model down correctly or you're extending and adding things into the data model, your DAX becomes easier. So I, I think DAX is to me then the third step in somebody trying to get somewhere rather than I think people start with the, the one big table, then they start trying to understand how to do the DAX or make or make DAX more complicated mm. because they only have the one table. Um, if they, they took their journey from visualization so that you, even if you had to get something out you could show some value in it, yeah. right. And then it starts building up, especially if you're trying to get a career into this, right. It gives you your quick wins. It makes some excitement. You could do some things. You could show some things. If you're going to interview, you could put a portfolio together, then start moving to the back end. And the modeling is, is to me the first thing. And then. Getting, you know, you're always going to have a little bit of DAX, right? The closer you can keep yeah. to just yeah. the sum, maybe a sum X, you know, those type of things, then, mm. you know, keep it that simple, get the modeling down, then get into the complex DAX. Yeah. Yeah. That that would be the path um, that I would tend to recommend to people. When I, when I, um, one of the things that I do is I have on my email signature is, you know, people could schedule time with me half hour session and stuff. So if somebody's yeah. looking to get into it, I, this is what I tend to recommend to them. Some people are a little bit different and some don't listen to that, but um, mm. I don't know. Do you, do you find a, a, a step like that working for others or what do you think? I, I largely agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And, and as I was listening, I was also doing a lot of thinking, kind of trying to analyze how I did it um, and against what you said. Um, I think I did it in a very, similar way the only thing i would say is i would start with first of all a little bit of power query Mm. then then just look just a little bit you know then a lot of visualization Mm -hmm. and then back to power query yeah and then um modeling yeah and the yeah and that that makes sense i i think i kind of just assume those steps in there right because you're still going to say yeah get data get an excel spreadsheet yeah right it, so, it, yeah. it's just it's just so you understand the basic stuff of what is happening with your data i mean like we mm-hmm. when i say a little bit i mean literally you know like changing the, the data type you know right. and understanding a little bit about what exists in power query um i fully agree that a great place to start is the visualization side because that for a lot of people, I mean, that is, that is how I got into getting the power BI. Um, I had, I'd had some power query experience, but to be honest, 
some of the most complex power queries, um, uh, query, queries, if you will, <laughs> or transformations that I've ever done were in my first few months or first year, mm -hmm. I should say, because I was working with like ludicrous data sources, which I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing about that because it taught me so much about yeah, working with Power Query and so much about what was possible, like using like APIs and all that kind of stuff, or just mm -hmm. kind of like scraping HTML code and creating some, some beautiful from data from what it essentially was HTML filth, you know? Yeah. Um, but certainly, yeah. Sorry, please. You can have a no, so like, because I think Kurt's question was specific mm -hmm. to Power BI, right? But I think your Power Query part is pretty interesting because yeah, how many people do we see that are masters at VLOOKUP or mm -hmm. XLOOKUP now if they're using that and they're mm -hmm. in Excel, right? And so maybe their path into Power BI is Power Query in Excel because mm -hmm. they're not as intimidated and they, they understand it once it gets into there. So I would, I would be, I mean, it's a fair, fair question. I, I mean, I just consider Power Query a part of Power BI in that regard, because mm -hmm. whilst it's not, it's essentially a different thing kind of ish. Um, I always assume that the average person who uses Excel hasn't got an absolute clue about Power Query because honestly, most don't. You know, yeah. they they do is you know you, you, you v, they can v look up they can x look up they can index index match, and then um, basically forget that exists. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, also from when I first started using Power BI, so much has changed, right? I started using it like the start of like end of two thousand sixteen, and um, which I know isn't isn't so early for a lot of people, but it was like the tool has changed massively since then, you know? Right. And back then someone could say, what's Power BI? And you can say, oh, it's a data visualization tool. You can't really say that anymore. It's not true. It's it's so, so much more that than that. Is, that is one of the biggest arguments, I won't say argument, discussion points that I have all the time, especially with senior management. Mm. Um, that's because they only see the visualizations, yeah. you know, the, on glass and, and say, and that's what they think Power BI is. Mm. Um, and then I bring up Melissa Coates' diagram, right? That we all know and love. Yeah. Um, and I show them what the whole ecosystem looks like. And sometimes they still don't get it. But, yeah. you know, it at least just goes, look, this is how big all of this stuff is. Mm. Um, you know, but to kind of go back to, to Kurt's question, I think the only proper response to that question is it depends. So, <laughs> One dollar. One dollar. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's kind of like kind of speaking more to, to that question. Um, yeah, because it's it's so big. The reason, I mean, basically, I suppose you could shorten the answer and just say, just stick to everything. Start with everything that's in a PBIX, right? Mm -hmm. This is this is or whatever you want to call it, PBIX, but PBIX. Um, because for many people, as you said yourself, if you want to, if you trying to create a career or a job from Power BI knowledge for Many, many people, for most people, what Power BI is, is creating and publishing a report. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to start touching so many other parts of that once you're familiar with the, the PBIX part with, you know, creating stuff and publishing stuff. And then you then you start, oh, but someone needs access. How do I get access? What's this admin stuff? What does this mean? You know, and it kind of follows yeah. on, on from itself. So, and I, I think I made one assumption when I answered that question, and I'm mm. going to kind of change this assumption based upon <laughs> what you said and, and one of the things that I do. Um, if you are already in a shop that you're providing enterprise level data sets, mm. which I think you said you you tend to do that. You have um, at your place, you know, the, the golden data set. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. There's, there's things for people that definitely, though, if, if, those people, if there's people there that have access to that and mm. they could just start with the visualization on it, right? Mm. Or maybe even re writing report level measures. And this, this is the part that I think would be unpopular. And I know there's a lot of reasons why. <laughs> I do sometimes encourage people that are just brand new to it, start on the web experience. Connect to that. You know, I have a, a Power BI data set that you're allowed to build from. So just do create new report on the web, use the web experience. Now I know the challenges in downloading the report. I know there's ways around that. I think a lot of that hopefully will get better because mm, sure. Microsoft is 
you know, more as we just saw with the data model ed editing online, right? There's going to get more and more that you're going to be, you know, able to do online and, and get, you know, complete, you know, that you, I don't know that desktop will ever fully go away. I think there'll be just a couple little bit more ways mm. of doing some things, but they're going to try to move as much as they can up onto the web, yeah. right? From what the announcements. So I think it's easier for people to start getting, again, onboarding the Power BI by using, if, if you're in a shop that has enterprise data sets and you're just going to put reports together from it, that's not only, that's, it's only, you know, that is going to teach you how to put together nice reports, understand that whole part of it. Mm. But if you really start exploring what that data model looks like and the professional that put it together for you was a true professional and did it correctly, a nice star schema and, and you know, conform dimensions across facts, and you look at it, you study it, you're going to learn yourself how to put those type of things together. Yeah. Back, back when I did more, I would say system or application type work. Mm -hmm. um, and before really totally getting into, uh, I was a DBA for a while, but even be yeah. before some of that or di different parts, I would have been called like the, the system architect, okay. right? But it wasn't really a, a BI type role. Mm. But the reason that I grew into that, I think, is because I did a lot of maintenance of applications. And you would see mm -hmm. while, while doing maintenance and see what other people build, what was good and what was bad that you could take from that and then start using that to build your your portfolio of good and bad advice, right? So, or hopefully good advice or reasons not to do something another way. <laughs> so that's why I'm thinking now, like if you have this enterprise data set or something that somebody put together for you, Mm. And it's and it's done well, and you study it, you can learn the right ways of of doing some other things. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's also reasonable. I yeah. mean, this is in answering the question. I'm just thinking at the same time as well. As you said before, it depends. There are so many mm -hmm. different ways. I think it's really hard to answer the question. It's a good question for sure, but yeah. it just it really. It, but it, in answering it, you kind of realize how many different ways you can do it because have how many different elements that there are. You know. I yeah. think the only answer that I wouldn't give would be start with the admin stuff. I think no, no, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> and, and I, um, you know, I actually I had a conversation with with a uh, a guy yesterday that expressed to me, you know, he goes, you know, I, I I think I have a goal that I want to become an MVP, right? Okay. And so him and I were kind of talking about maybe what you could do or whatever. Mm. But the best advice that I could give to him is. And, and also, I think to answer Kurt's question is be willing to put in the time. If you're not willing to put in the time to really understand the product and everything else around it, you're not going to go anywhere. Right. And so for him, it was be willing to put in the time for whatever Microsoft wants for, you know, to hit the criteria. Yeah. Right. Understand that criteria. But, you know, do that that time. Um, was talking to my my wife. The other day where I can't remember why this this came up, but I started looking at just all the different, you know, between the user group that I run, we have a weekly meeting, we have a monthly meeting. Um, I know Chewy was in the chat. He talked about mm. our Saturday morning learning group, sure. our yeah. SML. Yeah. Right. And I started adding up all the time that I mm. do within a week. And on an average, I would say just an average or even my minimum. It's not more. It's more my minimum. Minimum, I'm involved in six hours of extra yeah. things around, yeah. you know, sounds the community right. type of thing. Yeah, and that that's how I feel. Is it sounds about right because you have to put it in that time yeah. to keep up, to learn, yeah. you know, and stuff. So, and I think I think that's also a reasonable, very justifiable amount of time if it's something that you're doing that you first of all you're enjoying it, you mm -hmm. know. It's not weighing heavily on your shoulders. You're not feeling any ne any negative stress, or you're not exhausting yourself from it, and you're you're also seeing the benefits of it. You know, yeah. I I mean I, I speak to my wife sometimes. Like I mean she she works also a bit with Power BI, and we you know discuss like when I first started using Power BI, the hours that that I put in, it was a lot of hours because mm -hmm. I was doing my full time job. I was coming home. And when my wife was going to bed, I'd sit probably from like when I like eleven until four in the morning, just mm -hmm. power behind. And I did it yeah. for, like, for like a year. And the thing is, I didn't mind. I wouldn't do it now because right. I'm older. 
which means I'm more, <laughs> I'm more tired. I've got kids now. Yeah. And you know, so therefore I'm tired. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't do this, but because I put the effort in then, mm -hmm. obviously I still have to put in effort in now, but it kind of like, it kind of tapers down, you know? Yeah. It doesn't have to be as much. Yeah. It, exactly. So it, you have to take advantage of whatever the, your, the rest of your life circumstances it, it, exactly. provide. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in that, that same boat. My kids have mostly moved on and they're self-sufficient. Mm. You know, my wife is doing some of her own thing as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm like you, but then, you know, I actually started saying I'm going to stop at this time every yeah. single night yeah. so that I don't get myself overtired or burnt out or whatever. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. But, you know, all of those type of things is, is you know, mm. no matter what is, if you want to learn something, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's the effort and yeah. sometimes it's just showing up you yeah, know absolutely uh, show up to user groups listen to what other people are doing even if you're not understanding it it'll mm. get you'll you'll understand it sooner or later yeah you know so yeah that's true and i'm gonna bring up a couple of comments that we've kind of come up as we were um, mm -hmm. as we were, um chatting so andy is saying that i think wins 200 what's this 200 pp book? 200 page not 200 page book sorry book sorry <laughs> was an excellent beginner's guide um is dashboard in the day training a good intro for newbies uh, i think it is actually to be fair i i have opinions about dashboard in a day but to for a complete newbie to get into it i think a dashboard in a day works pretty well yeah um yeah i i have issues with it as well um <laughs> <laughs> and and again i think it goes back to um at the the clients that i have that we have the enterprise data sets um and you're training new people with dashboard in a day mm. and they're expecting to produce their own data sets mm. it that it presents a problem for me there yeah right yeah. i'd rather just focus on how the dashboard in a day talks about the visual I, I get why Microsoft had to put it together that way and why we have to kind of teach it that way. Mm. Um, but I, you know, if I had my, if I, if I'm doing something different, I don't teach it in that same order. Right. Yeah. Or I don't use, I, in that case, I can't really use dashboard in a day because we have mm. to use it pretty much the same way. We got a couple things we could add live on it, but mm. you want to keep the structure of it. Um, but if it's a if it's a client that hasn't started anything else yet, mm. right? To get them to know the whole end to end, because if you walk into into a client um, and they're again, it's the thought process of you know Power BI is the visuals on the glass, mm. right? That's all it is, and you mm. go, no, I got to get this data set together, or I got to mm. do this this data transformation mm. and this you know all these other things for you before I could put that on the glass. If they didn't see all that stuff through dashboard in a day, they wouldn't get that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, the in my current role, I do Power BI trainings, and um, they are very short, which is a source of great frustration for me sometimes. I literally have to do Power BI, Power BI trainings that last three hours, which mm. is just a time for, for, for a new person. Yeah. Wow. Which includes getting data, transforming data, visualizing data, um, like report features such as slices, um, <clears throat> bookmarks. It's just, it's nigh on impossible, to be honest. It, it is. And it just sounds almost like you'd be setting up that person for failure. Yeah. So you know? what the only way I can combat that or combat is probably the wrong word. The only, the only way I can, I can fix that, I should say, is to treat it with like, I would say enthusiasm and say, look, mm -hmm. this is what you can do, okay? You could do right. this, but just kind of say, what I'm showing you, what we're doing is a tiny amount. You need to kind right. of take a, a data set that you find interesting, whether that's a work data set, whether that's an API. And to fully answer um, Kurt's question, what I would say is, um, and I'm planning on doing a couple of videos like this, is connecting to an API for me is an amazing way to start with, with, with Power BI. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you're connecting to a decent, uh, a, a decent data source, which quite often will update as a new, new data will, will, will come in when you refresh. Um, mm -hmm. it's, 
pretty easy if it's an open data set with, with no key, with open API with, with no key. And yeah. also you can find something that actually you care about. If you care about the data, if you're interested, it really also encourages exploring the data. And I think That's true. if you're totally new to Power BI, what you need to understand, what you need to learn is actually how to explore data because through mm -hmm. exploration, you will find, you'll find stuff in Power Query that you want that you'll need to do because you want to do it. Right. Ways, ways to visualize data because you're like, oh, well, I wonder how this would look if I did it that way. And that that enthusiasm will kind of guide yourself through the process, you know? Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of people use like their their music streaming service exactly. to get that, right? And I, yeah. I think that's a, um, a good recommendation. I think I've seen a few other people kind of, you know, talk about other, you know, personal data that that's not, you know, yeah. like music, you know, streaming music just keeps coming to mind, right? It's yeah. not really sensitive, mm. you know, but you can learn a lot about yourself. You know, if you're using that all. Also like um, email data as well. Mm -hmm. Like uh, if you connect to like your Outlook server or whatever, whatever it is, you can just to do like counts of how many emails do you get per day? At what time do you get most emails in your day? Mm -hmm. Which, how many emails do you get from a specific person? All this type of, how often are you an email, but you're CC'd in that email, the email isn't sent to you. Yeah. All this type of stuff is, it's about you. And it's like, oh, it's about, so this is, it, that yeah. is, it also stokes your interest, so. And then you'll be up till four in the morning like you, you know. <laughs> 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 exactly exactly <laughs> oh man i'm pleased i mean to be fair it's not like i don't stay up until four o'clock anymore i do it very rarely but you have those <laughs> mo those moments where like i'm not going to go to bed until i get this query or until if i get this calculation right you yeah. know <laughs> and it's just a nightmare because obviously the, the more you stay up the more tired you get and the harder it is to actually achieve your goal you know so Come on now, you got to go to bed and then you just think about it in bed and then the solution comes to you all of a sudden. That is true. Because you walked away from it, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. The, the yeah. Then the challenge is, do I really want to get out of bed because now I'm comfortable? <laughs> so you got to have that notebook next to your bed <laughs> and jot some notes down, right? Yeah. To say, I, I, I'll remember this. Yeah. So, or now you the, get back up and stay till five or six in the morning. So The, the three classics for me are actually the four now actually bed shower mm -hmm. toilet and also walking the dog yeah out walking the dog because your mind relaxes a little bit think about different things and it just kind of suddenly comes to you it's like gotta get back to my computer <laughs> you know see uh, learning yeah. to take notes off your phone then you could just note it on your phone there you go that's a good point actually and, and your dog that. will still be happy <laughs> my, my, my dog make, makes a pee at home and it's my fault because i had to rush home to, to, to fix it <laughs> my, my dog was already complaining during this time because she um i didn't get to walk her over lunch i had a user group session ah, and so she comes in every day and people that say dogs can't tell time i don't know she has a time system down yeah. because she knows what time to start bothering me to walk her every day so, um, <laughs> Yeah, I never schedule any meetings around about half past one because that's like the latest. It, it, it can't happen because um, she will be like, like, and she's quite big and she's like jumping up on me and like, oh, I get this dog <laughs> head just right here, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Anyway, mate, I think we should start wrapping up a little bit. It's been okay. already an hour. I know it, it went fast. It was it was great. Did we have anything? Bye -bye from the chat that we didn't address that Any, should be real quick. Or? Good point. I'm so rude. I should have looked at that as well. No, yeah. I, I think I've been kind of watching it. You know, been, I think it's been most, everything has been good there. So I think I've tried my best this time now to gonna go through, but yeah, I think we've got everything. <laughs> Some great questions today. Really, thank you so much. For yeah, everyone. yeah. Kurt's question was was great for our conversation. And it did. Um, it did. yeah, it, it even resulted in a, in a, it depends. So when the question gets, it depends. I mean, come on. I mean, come on, we had to work one of those in. Absolutely. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll send I'll send Patrick the dollar in the post. Right? <laughs> I'll I'll add it to the tally and maybe put it on. The <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, there. I don't know if you saw the live stream um, a couple weeks ago. Probably not. Probably to not. where, um, yeah, all of a sudden people started uh, super chatting. It depends. And it, it hit over $100 that day. 
Wow. Right. It wasn't there that many times that they said it, but it, yeah. So, um, and then I had to leave for, for my trip. Yeah. And so I have to update, I have to get my report update and, and bounce back out there because they got a ton of money for the, it depends fun. Love it. Last, the last week. So love it. That's cool. It's great. Awesome. So, um, I'll say, um, super chat. <laughs> Good work, mate. Um, exactly. I'll bring that comment up. Oh, wow. Actually, is that a real super chat? That's how you could do that. Cool. Thank you so much. That's wonderful. Thanks, Donald. I, I, I just saw a chat is it, that says, I thought you just written the word super chat. That's why I was laughing. I apologize. That's really cool. Cheers, Donald. My, yeah, first, yeah. my first ever super chat. Woohoo. Woohoo. Love it. <laughs> Big moment. Big moment. Fantastic. Well, you deserve more. Let's Now that people know it could happen on your channel, let's get them going <laughs> with it. <laughs> I should, I'll record that moment and I'll play it on, on, on future episodes as well. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, or, you know, it needs to be a short that goes out or something, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Wonderful. Um, everyone, thank you so much. It's been uh, great to be back. It's, um, as I said, those three weeks away were, were long, but it's been nice to get chatting Power BI and other random stuff again. Thanks for the questions, Donald. Thanks for the Super Chat. Kevin. Thanks for joining. Thank, thank you. It was, it was my pleasure. It was absolutely. Um, this and is this is such such a good time. Like I said to you beforehand, I had no clue what we were going to talk about, and it worked out great. <laughs> so <laughs> that's usually how it goes, right? <laughs> Phenomenal. All right, cool. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. See you next week. Bye bye.